What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. As always, we've got a great show. I will be covering some things such as an AEW tag team is looking to face off against a different tag team, but from a different company. Highlights of what just happened on Monday Night Raw. I also bought the new WWE Battlegrounds game, so I'll tell you a little bit about that. Plus, we got some more great news. Remember to stick around to the end of the episode so you can find out how you can win an Elite Fiend action figure. We're up to almost, I believe, 250 subscribers on YouTube. Once we hit 300, we're going to do the next giveaway. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can enter. Let's start with some AEW news. Well, Cody Rhodes has applied for his father's trademark again, a.k.a. the American Dream. He was denied for the third time. All Cody wants to do is get all of his family's trademarks back with their actual family, and shit like this happens. If you ask me, I don't think it's right. I know we must be very upset. And the reason for the denial was, the reason behind the rejection was due to Rhodes not providing appropriate, excuse me, appropriate documentation showing the American dream used in entertainment services, specifically live appearances and appearances by a professional wrestler. So pretty much WWE has the trademark and they can prove that they have more claim to it more than Cody can, even though that's his son and that's his family, and that's fucked up. But that's how they play. They play dirty and they do play hardball. Well, the FTR wants to take on the Motor City Machine Gun. Now, I can't say I blame them. The Machine Guns have always been amazing, but if you have not seen their work since they returned to Impact, you need to, like right away. So anyway, a fan asked FTR online if they would face them, which Dax replied, tell their boss to call our boss. I'm all about the money, but more about the legacy. And rumors are that they could also be facing Impact's X-Tag champions, the North. I hope this all comes to fruition because I'm telling you, man, the Motor City Machine Guns are fucking so sick it's not even funny. You just got to see them. I post videos and that on our Twitter. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking getting all worked up because the dudes are so awesome in the ring. You got to see what they pull off. On to WWE. Now, on Monday Night Raw, Retribution made another appearance. And if you ask me, they might have ruined the faction. They may have new masks. Masks are cool, but when you can tell who the stars are while you're still trying to hide their identities, it just does not work. It was definitely Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, and Shane Thorne. They just need to unmask them already and mark my words. Like I have been saying, The Miz is definitely a part of this faction somehow. Now, later in the show, for the first time, they actually got their asses kicked by the Hurt Business, which was cool to see. And I must say, I am a huge mark for the Hurt Business. They're fucking awesome. What a great faction. I hope they stick around and they dominate for quite some time. To finish off Monday Night Raw, Retribution was in a six-man tag match, three-on-three. 
It was three of them versus three of the people from the Hurt Business. Even though we know who they are, they still had them going by fake names, such as Mace, what have you. The match was good, but was cut short because a ton of other Retribution members showed up. And then the WWE locker room came out, and it was a huge brawl. As Vince himself would say, it was such good shit. Also on Raw, they played up the Buddy Murphy with Rey Mysterio's daughter storyline like I told you they would. Seth came out later in the show, and he said he had proof that Mysterio's daughter was not his daughter. The same thing that Eddie Guerrero did with Dominic with Rey Mysterio years ago. Uh, then later, Buddy Murphy seen his daughter backstage, and he apologized if she feels he did anything wrong to her. So the story is definitely building up. All right, peeps, stick around. We got to pay the bills real quick. I'll be right back. All right, peeps, thank you very much for coming back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in the number one. Now let's get back to WWE. Now, believe it or not, from time to time, WWE does actually like to ask their fans for their opinion. It seems to me like they like to see the results more than they actually use what we actually say. But they do send out emails asking fans, the, you know, questions, what you like, what you don't like. The latest one did ask them who they liked, who they want to see more of on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So here were the choices. They did ask about Mickey James, AJ Styles, Kushida, Mia Yim, Elias, Kofi Kingston, Shotzi Blackheart, Pete Dunn, Charlotte Flair, Raquel Gonzalez, the Viking Raiders, Tony Nice, Dominic Dijakovic, Rhea Ripley, Bailey, Lucha House Party, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Grizzled Young Veterans, Dakota Kai, Natalia, Mojo Raleigh, Roderick Strong, Paul Heyman, Legato Del Fantasma, Jay Uso, Dolph Ziggler, Zelina Vega, Aaliyah, Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Casey Cataz excuse me, Catazanzaro, aka Ricochet's girlfriend, Jeff Hardy, Riddick Moss, Akira Tazawa, Alexa Bliss, Zia Lee, Imperium, Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Strowman, Timothy Hatcher, and Austin Theory. So it's not like they were just picking their most popular people. They did definitely dip into their whole talent pool across all three promotions, and they did really did put up some good names. So if the fans speak up and they actually use them, you might be able to see some of your underutilized stars on TV. So I think that's very cool. But like I said, if they actually listen to what we say, which usually they don't. They also asked during that poll to grade from number one being the worst to number five being the best, how important attributes for a certain superstar is while watching them. They asked if they liked if we liked our stars to have wrestling skills, fan connection, a convincing character, entertaining entrance, mic skills, dark, one of a kind, boring, unstoppable, high flying, family friendly, phony rebellious, authentic, generous, somebody who gives back, underdog, snobby, aggressive, funny, edgy, energetic, and attractive. Now, like I said, I think it's fucking excellent they're doing this. Let's see if they actually use it. But that is very, very cool. 
And finally, for WWE, Class of Champions is this Sunday. So I will be doing a full card show and my predictions either Thursday or Friday night and then do a YouTube video about it also. It should be a pretty decent pay-per-view. I mean, you have to really, really screw it up as if every belt in a promotion is on the line of one night and it fucking sucks. That'll speak volumes. But on the random wrestling and sporting news, Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins, had some words to say about Paul Heyman when Heyman was running Raw. He said, the genius is he had his finger on the pulse in the late 90s, but not now. No, because I saw no genius whatsoever when I was there. I was just explaining this to somebody. I was like, I know you guys all love to praise him for what he did, and I'm sure that's real praise. And I did see him pull star quality and performances out of things and people that you wouldn't have thought, but man. I saw zero brilliance in 2019. So fucking Kurt Hawkins, a.k.a. Brian Myers, is definitely throwing some shade to Paul Heyman's way. All right, peeps, when I get back, we got to finish up the wrestling random news. I'll let you know my thoughts on WWE's newest video game, WWE Battlegrounds, and then we'll wrap up the show. I'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win a WWE Fiend Elite action figure. Let's get back to the show. Random wrestling and sporting news. Now, a couple weeks ago, Chris Van Leet did an interview with Andrew Yang, the politician. I reported about it on our YouTube channel, which is under the AEW Insider, if you want to check it out. Yang was very angry with Vince McMahon, uh, how they treat their wrestlers, pay, time off, what have you. Well, it seems he still is on WWE's heels. He did a recent interview, and this is what he had to say about WWE dealing with Saudi Arabia. Yang said... Well, clearly they're dealing with people who've done unspeakable, despicable things. And this is something that many American companies have had to navigate, where if a foreign government does something reprehensible, what does that mean for your dealings with that government? That's something that every company and every leadership team has to determine for themselves. But certainly, if I were in charge of WWE, I would not have been anywhere near there or taken money from the Saudis, given their literal dismemberment of a journalist for political reasons. And they also asked them when the WWE stars got held there. If you don't know, which I did report about on my YouTube channel, you can check out the video. Uh, that showed it was a big dispute over money. And the WWE's plane, like for the stars, the roster, got stuck there. They held them there for like half a day or a day or some shit when Vince, Brock Lesnar, and all that hopped on their private jets and got the fuck out of there. So this is what Yang had to say about that. He said, yeah. That there was a mystery, and certainly there are a lot of unanswered questions associated with a lot of things that were coming out of that trip. And to me, unfortunately, our visibility into some of those happenings in Saudi Arabia isn't what we hoped it would be, which means that they did investigate, they are investigating, they're asking around, but really anybody isn't talking. But definitely stars like, for example, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody from um, AEW, Dean Moxley, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. Some unhappy people who were let go or in different promotions will definitely speak to him. He's just got to get in touch with them. 
RVD Rob Van Dam did an interview with Q&A, did a Q&A with pro wrestling junkies, and they asked him to choose his favorite opponent from his career. He said, I guess to really break it down like that, I'll start with ECW and say that Sabu and Jerry Lynn were my favorites to work with. The matches with Sabu were just insane. But my stuff with Jerry Lynn was really competitive and a lot of fun back then. We were just constantly trying to one-up each other. In WWE, I loved working with Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy because we had the same kind of mindset when it comes to thinking outside the box. And as for Impact or TNA, I'd have to say AJ Styles. I don't think we ever had an instant classic or anything, but he was just so fucking good. And as far as the toughest opponents, I've always thought the tougher guys were the bigger ones. Brock Lesnar has the strength of strength of like 10 guys, so he's tough. Big Show was always a challenge because you have to get up really high to kick him in the face. Guys like that are a real challenge. And finally, I did pick up a copy of WWE Battlegrounds. And it's not that great, peeps. I was going to pass on that game from the door. But like two weeks before it came out, they showed the roster. They showed some match types. And it was a big roster. And it looked pretty fucking good. But when any new game, not even wrestling, but especially wrestling or sports, when it's their first one, you got to pass on it. Because there's barely going to be any options, any roster, what have you. And it sucks. But this one did fool me. So I got it. And it sucks, man, for real. There's no depth to the controls, you know what I mean, the moves, what have you. It's just really, really stupid. They got really, really cool power-ups. You can uh, use some stuff in their special arenas. The battlegrounds actually interfere with a match. Like, you can control a goat with a walk uh, remote control, and he can hit wrestlers. Or if you're in a garage, you can throw one under a car or into an exploding barrel. In the military setting, uh, what you call it, you can hop up on a friggin' big helicopter and drop on them. So, like I I said the specials are cool and the interaction like that but it all gets so so boring so so quickly so i'm telling you that's why they charge 40 bucks for it and i don't even know if it's worth that to be honest i'm gonna beat the campaign mode which they have and then they have a creative character mode and then i'm gonna sell the fucking thing and i'm never going back to it so i mean it's fun to play for a little bit but then it gets boring really quick so it's up to you if that's worth 40 bucks if you wait you can get it for 20 and i don't even know if it's worth that but that's what i have to say about that all right peeps our next giveaway is at 300 subscribers last time i checked we were at like 249 or 250 so it's not far to go as soon as we hit 300 i will do another giveaway like i did last time last time i gave away a kenny omega eew action figure so this time it's a wwe elite fiend action figure if you want to enter you can do it one or two ways you can simply go to our Facebook, look up the AEW Insider, and join our Facebook group. Great community, great wrestling stories. You do that, boom, you'll be entered to win the figure. If not, you can go on our YouTube channel. It's under the AEW Insider. You have to be a subscriber. Besides that, like, share, and comment any video. So either join our Facebook group or go to YouTube, subscribe, like, share, and comment. And they're both under the AEW Insider, as I said, and boom, you're in the running. When I hit 300 uh, subs, I will put everybody who did those things on a wheel. It's a random wheel that decides. I'll spin it live and you guys can watch. And boom, we'll have our next winner. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. 
Remember, I'll be back later in the week with the card for a Clash of Champions and my Ornida Champions and my predictions. I love you, peeps. Ciao.